2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
3: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
2: Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There, we go. there have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of... The One Show! Well, hello one and hello all, and thank you for continuing to listen to Britain and quite possibly the world's only podcast dedicated to discussing an unwatchable television programme. It's The The One Show Show, where BBC One's flagship early evening serving of televisual foam sort of like normal TV has been reduced down to something frothy and insipid by an incompetent chef we celebrate it and we embrace although without its consent so it feels extra wrong hashtag the one show too I am John Holmes and yes you've been busy watching Salamander or something that's taking you at least two episodes to get into on Amazon Prime we've been watching the one show because we hate ourselves this week on the one show an old lady became confused while talking to a cellist another old lady couldn't get into into a room and a doctor smiled awkwardly. Another cracking one show week then. Joining me to herd it all into this week's podcast pen are the the one show show, regular Mark Haynes, and host of the Hit Smirsh Pod podcast, in which James Bond films and their offshoots are dissected to bits. It's all round John Rain. John Rain!
1: Snapping, snapping off
2: my We like to start the show with uh, sort of scant applause, as we say. Just like when The One Show occasionally introduced their guests and they have to come on from backstage. It doesn't happen that often. hasn't happened recently. John Rain, welcome. Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. Very good to see you. Now, this is weird for you, isn't it? Yes. Because you normally spend time dissecting... I mean, I'm going to say often quite good films. I mean films that at least deserve analysis. Yes. Whereas this, of course, we've made you ju- just watch the opposite of that. Mm. Yes, yeah, the mirror image. And you, of what I do. Have you? Do, I mean, do you normally watch the one show? No, I thought not.
4: No, these were the third times of watching it. Yeah. In the three instances, we, we
2: should point out that this week, though, well, I'm going to attempt to fill your pod with <gasps> bonus cast. Oh. It's it's been a it's been a scant week. It's been a terrible week. It's been for the boring, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. rubbish. rubbish. First First, there wasn't an episode on the Friday before the Royal Wedding. I mean, at
1: all, they just cancelled it for some Mm. reason yeah,
2: because of a Royal Wedding BBC One special, which is technically all the one show was last week anyway. Yeah. Um, Another
1: episode has gone down because of the Chelsea Flower Show. Yes, exactly.
3: Mm. Now tonight's guests can't wait to bring us the big event that everybody is talking about. You know what we're talking about. It's quintessentially British. Thousands of people are expected to attend and there's bound to be a beautiful bouquet or two.
5: Yes, it's the Chelsea Flower Show. Please (laughs) welcome our green-fingered guide, Sophie Ray.
3: I'm Joe Swift. Thank you oh, yeah. we know you've been there already today, but we're
1: going to talk about that in a moment. What's more important than looking at some flowers, lads? Yeah. It's fucking plants
4: and flowers. Who gives a shit? It,
2: really? Is it?
1: Is it
4: because Chelsea won the FA Cup? That's my...
1: (laughs) And
2: and, and so it's because, oh, hang on a minute, that's popular.
1: The word Chelsea is trending. Quickly! It's the most middle-class thing they can do. So people all around the country who don't live in cities will say, I often say the BBC ignores the countryside, but looking at these flowers makes me realise it's not all bad.
4: There were also some Japanese flowers, weren't there? So that was nice.
1: There was a very small Japanese garden. It was beautiful. Um, (laughs) Did you see the one where they talked about the Chelsea flower show? The very fact that they're coming off air for the Chelsea flower show I find it difficult to say that why is that difficult Chelsea flower show
2: yeah there you it go doesn't.
1: it's not a word I try say saying often. it in
2: a Japanese accent uh, this, this podcast <laughs> is becoming the home of <laughs> where we you can test out accents Peter by the Houston
1: way off. it's not that type of podcast and I'm not that type of person I <laughs> met uh, the chap who uh, was on talking about the Chelsea flower show with Sophie Joey Rayworth Swift. Joe Swift and he is a patron of a local gardening charity near me and they had an open day and he was signing his books and there were two ladies looking at him and one of them turned to the other and she said he's on television and the other lady said but he's so ugly <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ugly I think he's delightful Ma, wow. but I don't want to hear him talk about flowers he was a joint best man
3: Very good um, so yeah, the pair of you. Have you ever done any duties at um, at weddings? Maybe I don't
6: know. Uh, See, no, I was a bridesmaid once, but in a book. My mum was a florist, so I was her, at age ten. I was her little model. Joe, flower girl ever?
4: Uh, no, believe. Funnily <laughs> enough, not. No, I was a joint best man once, and um, on. Uh... No, he was a joint best
2: man.
1: What is this? What we learned? It was yeah, very it was much so. Right. This is uh, That's brought us very quickly right, uh, past the duchy sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, uh, he
4: was. A, a dual role yeah. this has
2: brought us very quickly to the what did you learn I mean we should start why not start there yeah, why not because right. it, we're laughing at the one show but really we do embrace it as I say but things you learn from the one show I learn something every week mm-hmm. certainly um, that taught me something I didn't know so yours was
1: i guess that was no it? mine was that in the uk 5.2 tons of cowpole are bought every day that was also mine that's what i took away from it as well and i think there is a thing where nationally we give five point we buy 5.2 tons of cowpole per day what? That what? Is, look charlotte okay. look at the
5: picture it's so off the is, scale this is
1: how much cowpole we buy every day that's an incredible amount of Calpol. That's insane. The Calpol people are making a lot of money. They had Also, they got a lot of plugs on that show. I was like, this is Didn't the BBC. They?
2: Can you keep our alternatives to Calpol available? Yeah. I, I mean, they were very thin,
1: Although they, they did have a sort of negative spin on Calpol. Yeah. They were saying that it's given to babies. It's very effective, but you're giving it to your babies too much.
2: Yeah, but as, as a parent myself, mm. uh, most people with young children who are, you know, running a fever or indeed at least just awake later than you'd like them to be, yeah. just Waterboard them with cowpole. Or mouthy. Yeah, that's or, right. or too active. <laughs> yeah, just cowpole. Going up on it. a
4: plane, <laughs> cowpole them. He was <laughs> suggesting don't give them cowpaw, give them a cuddle. Yeah. And then in the next breath, he was like, I gave it twice last week. Yeah. Make Man. up your fucking mind. A cuddle, right? <laughs>
2: Since when is a cuddle a substitute for cowpaw? If my child, right, is complaining, gets awake mm. later than, I don't know, 5.30 in the afternoon, <laughs> yeah. I, am, I am not going in for a cuddle. I'm going, drink the bottle of cowpaw. I'm lacing her tea yeah,
4: with cowpaw. Yeah, Chris Van yeah, well, <laughs> as
1: his name is. You're supposed to trust a doctor, but with that face, I'm not sure. <laughs> Matt, Matt Baker started doing a thing over it? the last couple of weeks where he's a bit so that he negs the guests a bit, Does. so they'll they'll turn up, and it's just a doctor. And he says, oh, "With that face," and the doctor is just smiling professionally, awkwardly. I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to talking to you about the. Importance. Better if he was
4: wearing a shipment mask.
3: They wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Perfect. Well, also here tonight, uh, trust him;
3: he's a doctor.
6: Can mind we? you, Do looking you at that face, mm. I'm not so
3: sure. Chris Van Tulliken is continuing his mission to tackle the UK's dependency on prescription. Drugs. We've got
1: an appointment in about five minutes' time, I
5: yes,
1: think. Is Yeah. Uh, Matt Baker, I do believe, is negging the guests because I think he wanted to have sex with that doctor. I'm basing that solely <laughs> well, on the fact Phan that Telecom. all I know about about negging is that if you're negging someone, you're sexually attracted to them. It, it, I'll be
2: honest with you, it's only the third time I've heard the word negging, and you've said it all of those times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what negging well, I'm is? I'm very out of touch. Do you know what negging is?
4: Being mean to somebody.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I knew that, but in, I didn't yeah. know the there was hope, a... In the hope of breaking through. And So rather than if you oh, saw if okay. you saw a lady or a gentleman yeah. who took your fancy yeah. at, at a bar or a disco... Or a mm. non-specific gender. It's 2018. That's right. Um, you would approach them, yeah. and a slightly discredited way of, of appealing to them is to say something horrible about them with the idea oh, that I they'll see. go, this guy's a challenge, wow. rather than go, the natural reaction, this guy's a prick. Does this mean we want to shag the one show? Because every week we neg on it. <laughs> 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 I could happily marry certain segments of the One Show. Yes. Were there any segments, John,
2: that you uh, w- thought you'd marry this week? Watching it, um, you know, in terms of just going, I, uh, I love that. I want that. I, th- I want
4: this. There's a couple of bits actually. There was a, a soapy, so- soapy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is you'll, you'll find out why. Yeah. Uh, Sophie Rayworth, she'd run six marathons in a week. Mm. Yes, that's true. That was quite impressive. And yeah. also, they said it's a tough year for the growers at the Chelsea Flower Show, but not the showers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that little bit with Sophie Raworth, where she talked about running those marathons. No one cared, did they? No, but there was a really awkward section where, just after that, so, so Sophie Raworth said, I ran six marathons in five days mm. through the Sahara, yeah. and I lost nearly a stone. Yeah. And Alex said, oh, she said, well, you're looking good on it. Yeah. Good for you. And Matt turned bored and just said, well, let's get back to the royal wedding. Yeah and everyone went oh <laughs> it put the brakes on and everyone for a second was like what yeah alex actually went stop it matt yeah
5: so pretty the view from the beautiful. top of the long walk into windsor which of course you know well i only now. just
6: discovered it actually re- recently i start, i run there and it's stunning beautiful place to go absolutely lovely and we've got to say why
3: you were in training because you've just done this <laughs> epic run Sophie. it's unbelievable <laughs>
6: My, the marathon de Sables. yes i did i ran six marathons in five days across the sahara <laughs> Desert. <Deadwood. laughs> <laughs>
3: We've seen on the news, and nobody realises how extreme that is. Mad. It was quite you extreme.
6: You were a wonder woman. It was quite extreme. You had to carry all your own kit and all your own food. I lost nearly a stone in weight. In a Goodness week. me! It was uh, well. It's strong. paid
5: off. You look amazing.
6: <laughs> you. Well, you look
3: brilliant. Absolute respect. Uh, back to the wedding. Yes. Go on. Uh, <laughs> 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 what wedding? What they, wedding, uh, uh, wedding <laughs> the wedding <laughs> events really kick off
1: tonight with a very oh special... trouble in paradise.
2: Yeah. But you also saw a little look in Sophie's eyes that said. Did you think I was fat before? did yeah. you? Yeah. Where, where she said, you look, you look, you lost, you lost the stone, you look good now.
1: The classic ladies' power play. Yeah. And
2: it
4: was like, oh, she it didn't was also, look very happy. It was also nice to see Matt all right.
2: Over 100,000 people are expected to try and catch a glimpse of the royal couple on their big day.
1: This is the spot. You've got to get in nice and early for something like this.
3: Excuse hey. me, you can't put that there. Hey, Why not? No tents allowed along the route. Seriously?
4: Um, I, I used to be addicted to Rogue Traders when he was on it, when he had his friend Dan on the motorbike with him, who, yeah. then, who claimed benefits while he was on telly, That's which right. is one of the most stupid things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Maybe he
1: thought he'd get away with it, because quite a lot of the time he had a motorcycle <laughs> helmet
4: on. I never, I've never got over that. I was... Uh, got any work uh, recently? No. <laughs>
2: I was quite <laughs> surprised to see Matt opening the show with his glasses on. Yeah, um, did you notice that Yes, on I did. Monday, where he mm. normally he picks them up to read something? Fair enough. I'm wearing so I I wear reading glasses now because and, I'm and getting good.
4: You look too. Oh, thank you. That George. means
2: I'm not attracted to. I get you not negging me. Just um, I, I have to, but he um, yeah he has to as well, and that's fine. But he opened the show with them on as though he was going. And he hadn't got to read anything. He was just going, no, I've just chosen to do this. It was a bold surprise.
1: If you want to see a lot of people becoming very sexually excited about his decision to wear glasses, then hashtag the one show is the place to see all of the, the people of a certain age who are getting quite hot under the collar about what has been described as a sexy adult Harry Potter. <laughs> Which oh is Matt God. Baker in his glasses.
2: This hasn't been said about me yet. I'm, I wait for that moment. When I wore the... You see, I... This is a little uh, behind-the-scenes thing. So I used to do a show on XFM. You mean Radio X? Uh, and it became Radio X. And when it became Radio X, uh, it essentially became Radio Chris Moyles. Yes. So I was thrown off the breakfast show in favour of Chris Moyles and sort of relegated to weekend breakfast. Yeah. But luckily for the same money, thank you, contract. However... <laughs> The point, the point being that for the new photo shoot, i just started wearing reading glasses. And I thought, I'm going to wear these glasses for my photo shoot because it would differentiate between my old photo mm. and this one. And I thought, oh, God, maybe sexy Harry Potter would be the look. <laughs> and all, all that I got via anybody, right, was just like, you sort of look like Dom Jolly.
4: <laughs>
1: No one wants that. (laughs) Nobody. The bit that I did fall in love with was a section done by Jasmine. Um, All right, yeah. yeah. Now, Jasmine, they didn't give her her last name, but she was the lady who does a lot of A Place in the Sun. Yeah. Mm. We talked about, I think she is one of the great presenters because I think she's really natural and she's just, she's really good. She she has no sort of patronizing tone to what she does. And she was looking into hoarding Mm. uh, on this, on the the episode that I saw on Tuesday. And she'd done a very, very good documentary, I think for Channel 4 about her mum, who is a hoarder. And this is not one of those telly documentaries done by someone who's where they go, I've always been affected by this because I've got 35 CDs. Her mum lives in a house that is absolutely the epitome of the hoarder's house. Yeah, And she deals with it very sensitively. And they did a a short clip on hoarding. Now, in the old days, hoarding was rarely seen on television. Now, you do see it all the time. So I feel like when I see hoarding, I I don't sort of go, gosh, this is a, a real surprise. I go, ah they've resorted to doing hoarding again. But they went to a conference which is the UK's first conference on hoarding. Who knew? Again something we've learned. Yeah. There's a national conference on hoarding. It was absolutely packed. <laughs> 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 but they want really um, hoarding to be seen as being a clear and delineated mental illness. Yeah. And she was listening to people arguing for this in in various ways. Uh, and I did think that was that was good.
6: When did it first begin? I think that initially I had things around me when I went to boarding school because my parents and the rest of my family were abroad. So they were the things that I kept around me that you know made me feel at home. And why did you keep it a secret? A lot of people think that people are dirty or lazy. They're not, it's overwhelming and people don't know what to do. And I think that that sort of stigma is something that we need to Dispel. Over the past couple of years, Lynn started to make progress, clearing areas of her home so they're habitable. Now she runs a support group helping other hoarders. They had a weird thing where they don't say Jasmine's
1: surname. No. Which I always think is a sort of weird thing, because it's a bit like you're not treating her as a pro. A yeah, pro. but hang
2: on, isn't that just like Kylie or Sting? They did that. she got other... to the point where she's
1: just, <laughs> she's the one, she's Jasmine. Uh, John just knowing jasmine's first name is not going to help me track her down on google <laughs> she is amazing and her mom has got loads of stuff
6: hi i'm julia rayside and i'd like to invite you aboard my podcast Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way.
3: I mean, if we're talking lacquer, like we need to go back to Polly, who's got <laughs> 28 cans of l in Dawn. There.
6: It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. I that swing pool looks freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea I can't help reaching for these puns I'm so sorry it's important he doesn't really acknowledge how grave what an ocean of trouble thank you it is this is why we got you on your bloody sea. that's all I've got I'm leaving now available from your usual podcast supplier find us on Twitter at always there pod
2: somebody's nicked my
6: bloody boat
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
4: Dear podcast connoisseur, it's entirely evident that you know your podcast stuff. Why else are you here? That's why I'm here, to recommend SmashPod. What a helpful chap. Now SmashPod is a podcast celebrating all the Bond films, and Bond-related films, by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't um, asked about them, hosted by me, John Rain. If he's half the genius they say he is, we're in for real trouble. So why not join me, as I delve deeply into Bond, and Bond-related films, tackling a different film in each episode, with an exciting guest by my side. <laughs> I promise you'll have a lovely time.
3: That's putting it mildly, 007. Oh,
4: shut up, Q. Put your fingers away, for
3: God's sake. I hope you don't snore, Q.
2: Did you also notice, because I watched that as well, and and I thought this was, wow, a national conference on hoarding. Who knew? And you're right, it was absolutely packed. Mm. But here's the thing. They were all walking around with massive yellow goodie bags. And, I think, <laughs> and I'm thinking you are you are adding to the problem yeah. because anyone who's been on any conference in I don't care what line of work you're in, right? You if you've been on a conference, what do you get? A goodie bag. What's in it? Pointless clutter. <laughs> so so you are giving people with a mental hoarding condition a bag of clutter to take home and just shove on a pile of newspapers and clothes that they've already got. They shouldn't give out goodie bags bloody hoarding conference the most
4: famous hoarder of course is the uh, Jill Dando suspect Barry
1: George Barry George yeah he was a hoarder. Was he?
4: Yeah. The reason was they he he he'd done hoarder because he had loads of magazines about George Ando.
1: But in it's, fact, he, he was just a hoarder. Yeah. yeah. So he had loads of magazines about... Everything. Everything. Yeah, he yeah. had everything. And we do know that's a flawed police case. I have been to a hoarder's house before. I uh, had a neighbour who, who died and her friend asked me if I'd help her clear the house yeah. to, um, to get it into her own house so she could begin sorting through it. And this lady had spent many, many years writing an unfiltered finished book about the history of the russian orthodox church in britain and she had loads and loads of boxes that said do not destroy notes on russian orthodox church in britain did you bin it and we started going through them and there were very very few notes on the russian orthodox church in britain but what i found was she made a complete catalogue of every person who'd ever appeared on Can't Cook Won't Cook. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd done a number of drawings, pencil drawings of Daily Thompson. And they were wow. they were, oh, they were dated. And they went back as far as like 1982. But they went all the way up to about 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman who took all the stuff from her. By a brilliant quirk of the universe. Although, as this little film told us, it's not as unusual a condition as you'd expect. She actually was a hoarder herself. And so she took a second hoard, which she put into her own house, which was a hoard. And then, because it was such a hoard she couldn't have things like electricity because the electricity people had said, we can't fit it because your house is so full of stuff. She was living by candlelight and she set fire to her house. So one and a half hoards burned. The firemen couldn't get in and they spent a day and a half trying to put it out. And one of the things that comes out in that little piece yeah. was that, I think it was, was it a quarter of the people in this country yeah. who die in house fires are hoarders? Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. And the firemen
4: yeah. said about how they couldn't get in the house or put it out.
1: That... I, I could watch that all day, but... What, burning mentally <laughs> ill, people? Come on, Mark.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't put it like that.
1: I was going to say, I could watch it all day. But the reality is, with all four, I can. Because they've got loads and loads and loads of programmes about hoarders. Yeah. You well, it turns taping. out that
2: 5.2 million tonnes of cow polish is just in someone's house.
1: <laughs> and luckily uh, the... uh, it extinguished any fire yeah. with parasit- liquid parasites. <laughs> i <thinking laughs> about this as well. When I go on to all four... There are loads and loads of programmes about hoarders, which, again, seems like Channel 4 are getting a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere you look... Can we it's a yellow goodie bag full of hoarding <laughs> programs. Can we talk about the choir? Yes. Because there's one bit in
4: the choir that I nearly died laughing at. So you had people who'd overcome anxiety issues or proper obstacles in life. Yeah. And they
1: were singing for a head of the royal wedding. That's right. Gotcha. And a, a man had a, be
4: positive. Sorry, that's what they were
1: called. That's it? right.
2: Be
4: and positive. a man had a, a nerve condition. And Trish, bubbly Trish, yeah. said to the man, Dave, I know you suffer from a nerve condition, but how are the nerves holding up tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the best things we've ever Did he heard. start crying? <laughs> he was like, oh, great, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up.
6: Incredible, did you all enjoy that? <laughs> Dave, I know you suffer from a nerve condition, but how are the nerves tonight?
4: Um, nervous. <laughs>
2: um, I'm fine. I'll be okay. Don't worry.
6: You'll be fine.
2: Well, that brings us... I mean, the the, the inappropriate weirdness of things they say kind of mm. brings us on to handbrake turn of the week. This is where, uh, for first-time listeners, this is where the One Show is talking about a subject. It could be serious. It could be light-hearted. Mm. But either way, it's got to flip to the opposite of that. Mm. And they have to do it in one single handbrake turn. What did you notice, John?
4: That... No, fair enough. There was that, <laughs> definitely that.
2: Uh, there was one where Sheila Hancock yes. was a guest, yes. and she was talking about a new film mm. where she is playing an old lady who climbs up a mountain. Basically, that's the <laughs> gist of it. And uh, now this was now we've noticed over the weeks where the One Show tries to get the viewers involved. This
4: is brilliant. Yeah. By
2: sending in, uh, send us your pictures of
4: <laughs> yeah, Hold yeah, with yeah, the yeah, end.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they said, so there's a new movie about a woman who climbs a mountain, and they, they interviewed an asked about it. And then they went, so we want to know. <laughs> About mountains that you want to climb in your life, whether literal. Or metaphorical. Yeah. And you're thinking, all right, shout out to the mountaineering community who love the one show. Mm-hmm. That's Broad. what that is, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's going on. All those people at Base Camp on Everest who are altering their aerials to try and pick up the one show <laughs> but before you, they make the ascent of the mountain proper. Did you make a note of the examples they gave? Of I certainly did, yeah. yeah. Good, good, um, good. Well, no, uh, please, John, take, take care of it, because I thought, like you, that they got increasingly desperate as the examples went
4: on. Well, there was. Alex interrupted and went, building that shed.
1: That's right,
4: and then uh, Matt went doing some ironing.
1: <laughs> doing some ironing, it was, it was, we might
4: have said doing that ironing. It was, the, 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 it was
2: the, the send us <laughs> I mean, a, a picture, low right. bar, send us a picture. And they go, yeah. first of all, they said it could be you with Ben Nevis,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 fair
2: enough, good, yeah. Then could be building a shed, and then. It could just be tackli- tackling tackling yeah. that pile of ironing. And <laughs> you go, wow, you've gone from Ben to that. So desperate for content, uh, are you, oh, from the, li- from the <laughs> viewer? Who's breathing? You-
5: well, we're going to be talking about Sheila's new movie, Edie, a bit later on. Now, it's all about a woman who, despite her age, makes an attempt to realise her lifelong dream of climbing a mountain.
3: So, tonight, we want to know about the mountains that you would like to climb in your life, whether they are literal or metaphorical mountains, maybe, I don't know. It might be the heights of Ben Nevis.
5: It could be building that shed.
3: Yep. Or it could be, it could be just even tapping that pile of ironing that you've got that's growing and growing and growing. Please do send us a picture of whatever it is, or even just you, uh, to the usual address. That would be lovely. Who's breathing <laughs> round the clock?
1: <laughs>
4: uh, and what did they get back? What did they get back? Did you, you make
3: switched off by then?
4: Right. Well, they got back two personal mountains. Right. <laughs> yeah. One, someone had finished their bathroom. Oh yes, I guess that's and, and, right. And the other one, had, had, had passed GCSE maths. <laughs>
2: And then, she, and I mean, then they went, as they always do, they go, we've had so many. We, yeah. They're the only two we can
1: show. And yeah. you go, You've had none. You've had, you had those two and <laughs> yeah. that's it. We know yeah. for a fact you got none about actual mountains. Yeah. So we can, we can count that. That's 50% of the question gone. Sheila Hancock, not popular uh, with the hashtag The One Show viewers. A number of people. She obviously said something. About the new title Sussex. of Meghan, she yeah. slacked off Sussex. Did she? She said, yeah, "Why she would she you did. want to be Duchess of
3: Sussex?" Uh. And how did it all come about? Because is it right that Meghan rang you? We um, <laughs> should call her the Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> oh yes. <yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: so, you know, how miserable be the Duchess of Sussex? <laughs> I'd met. want something better than that, wouldn't you, Sussex? <laughs>
2: Um, No, it was was lovely to um, have been invited by her personally. And I
4: thought, (laughs) fuck you, Sheila Hancock, I live in Sussex.
1: (laughs) well, you are not alone, John. Good. Because puddy pooch Amanda said, nothing wrong with Sussex, Sheila Hancock, have lived here all my life. It's a beautiful country. Country? <laughs> I, I don't know why she may have said county. I, I'm holding it a distance, and unlike Matt Baker, I haven't got glasses on. <laughs> Do you want to borrow mine? <laughs> Stuart Wright says, hashtag the one show, fuck you, bitch, slagging off Sussex on the one show. <laughs> 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 they, did, they didn't read that one out, did they? Oh, so, Rory McSwiggan said, there really is no need for Sheila Hancock to be anywhere near TV cameras or microphones, especially if they're connected to live broadcast transmission systems.
4: She did go off a bit on a tangent, didn't she?
1: She was, well, as we learned last week, when
2: you were asking your guests about the Royal Wedding, because again, mm. on Monday, when she was on, they were going, so let's talk about the Royal Wedding. Oh, for fuck's sake, you did it all last week. Yeah. No, let's talk, Sheila Hancock, did you watch the Royal Wedding? And she did that very tactful thing of going, Going, well, I had it on, yeah. but I was doing other things. Yeah. But then she said, They said, What do you think of the dress? And she said, Well, like, I like it." She said because it was a simple dress. Mm. So then she went, So, you know, but Diana's dress when she was wearing that, it was all frills, and she looked she looked so trapped in that dress, she could mm. hardly move. And I was thinking, Yeah, like that car in Paris. <laughs> that's all I could think of. <laughs> and then <laughs> she said,
1: Come on, Sheila. So hindsight, Sheila, 2020 vision. It's very easy to go, you know what Diana's dress made it look like? Like she'd met Prince Charles 14 times and that soon they'd get divorced and she'd be sad outside the Taj Mahal. We can all do hindsight. Yeah, you know?
4: But then she started talking to the guest when they'd come back from a clip, and she didn't realise they'd gone back on air. The inside so, track
3: of everything.
5: Exactly. Now I was on the street, on the long. Yeah, hook. you
4: did well
3: there.
5: Um, Ruben, we? even closer in the grounds. Yep. But Sheikh Kana Mason is having a right chat Sheikou? with Sheila here. He got inside.
3: Sheila, we're back on. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, we're back on. <laughs> 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 sorry, <laughs> sorry. I <was> just... no, <laughs> we were all captivated oh, by, no, by you, Shaker, we really were <laughs> well. Sorry. I have a round of applause?
2: This was the cellist. Cellist, This was the young guy who was a brilliant cellist in the... the, In the church, of course, during the... Was it the signing of the register? Probably, I can't remember. Shiku,
4: mm-hmm. his name was. Thank you, yes.
2: Yeah. And uh, bless you. Yeah, they they had to tell her that they were back on air
4: because she's just chatting away. And it? then she started conducting the interview yeah. with Shiku yeah. and uh, Alex
1: and Matt couldn't get a word in. Yeah. that is. She's rogue. Disgraceful. Yeah. It's the one show, Sheila. Yeah. Not the not Sheila, Sheila show. show. There was and also
2: the- a nice bit where they talked about the order of service being mm. worth... People have been selling the order of service on eBay, I think, and stuff like gotcha. They got. Yeah. There was even a goodie bag, Hello Hoarders, mm. uh, at the Royal Wedding, right? With stuff in it. Twenty genuinely one of them was twenty percent off the gift shop at Windsor Castle. <laughs> I mean, they gave that to the guest. I love the George Queen. Clooney, who's the, been to the Oscars, was a main, mind, is
1: an amazing, chiseling old sort of market trader. <laughs> yeah. But beneath all of the finery, she's got scams going on and she I does. love it.
4: By the way, if anyone was playing the Sheila Hancock drinking game, she did mention John Thorpe. She did, <laughs> yes, she really did. Am. Yeah, so, very good. Uh, yeah. We did get to have a yeah. drink. I drank a bottle of tequila
2: during that interview. Yeah. Uh, the Order of service though was in uh, in the bag in the goodie bag, but it was what was good about it. It'd been printed before Megan's dad uh, wasn't walking down, so it was the yeah. old. So it said Megan's. Dad or whatever his name, Thomas. Was it Thomas Martin? Thomas I was be yeah. he walking her down the aisle. Of course that wasn't. So I'm I'm wondering now if that's gonna be worth more. More. Like the, you mm. remember there was an issue in the, the band Diamond Head, uh the heavy metal band Diamond Head uh, recorded an album, but um, by accident in the printing process, side one was printed on both sides of the vinyl. Mm. And that's worth more now, of course it
1: is, than when they reissued it. Was was that in the goodie bag? In for the, the goodie bag, wedding. yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, credit actually I I was watching um, Thursday show so before the Royal Wedding and Giles Brandreth was on and it's just been announced that uh, Meghan Markle's father would not be at the wedding Hmm. and Credit to Giles, he absolutely nailed what was going to happen. So he said, "Well, I mean, it may be that mother will take her down the aisle, but then he did a, a good three minutes, going, Prince Charles is probably going to do it." Well done, Giles. That's the sort of nice thing about catch up—you can look back and go, "He was absolutely right on that." Yeah. Do you know
4: the best thing about Giles Brandreth mm. is that he put on his own version of Hamlet, which was ninety minutes long that he'd done himself, starring his son and daughter-in-law. Really? Where was this? Last year. Last year. Last year. Well, his house. No, it was, in a, it was in a venue in London somewhere, in a park somewhere. I did, forgot to look up where. Just
1: in a park. Anyone could do anything in a park. It was yeah. like a proper you know. place, John. Come I do sometimes wonder, you know, what our lives would have been like if Giles Brand just was our father.
4: Does anyone think Matt Baker's fucked a pig?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you needed those glasses on? Just I'm see where the hole was?
4: Because there was a sequence <laughs> about the Merrill show in Northern Ireland mm. with Primrose the pig. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, back, yeah, and Matt Baker just went, lovely Sal.
1: Matt <laughs> <laughs> also had the the strange sight of a man on british television at seven in the evening rubbing baby oil into a pig
0: but i'm on my way to hook up with a certain little lady i met yesterday primrose the pig
3: primrose is being entered in a rare breed competition here at the show and i've been
1: promised by her owner farmer brian that i can add the finishing touches it's baby oil time just for a wee drop on to her. Yeah, that brings the, the black
6: up on her. Mm.
1: Do you want to have a go after yeah. all course, this waiting?
6: Come here, please. See, on the back? do her
1: back end. yep. Right. Look at her tail going. She loves it. Oh, yeah. Does that feel good? Whoever come up with this idea is a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did it for me. And a woman hoovering a cow, which hoovering is... Hoovering a cow. Again, I like that.
0: <laughs> Why are you hoovering a cow? I'm not. I'm blue-drying it. Blue-drying a cow. <laughs> is she showing today? She'll be in the fourth
3: class in the limousine now you an Irish time so, wow. so, so well. well do you fall your trousers see what
5: it does like on the
4: day also there was a there was a comedy section by a guy called Mark Nelson
1: Did we, what did we think of that yeah they prefaced this by saying now here's an alternative take on the royal wedding finally we're getting a bit of balance here yeah and he's gonna go this is absolutely disgusting and it was filmed in a way that he was talking to his daughter and she'd respond yes with lines and it was clearly edited mm-hmm. to look like that or, yeah you know, yeah
0: Dad. For sure, I wasn't like the royal wedding. Well, not quite. You didn't have a golden carriage or a gospel choir or the BBC filming it.
1: Oh no! And there was one bit where I thought, oh, this is going to be okay." Where the daughter said, "I hear the wedding is going to cost thirty-two million pounds." Yeah. And I will tell you, I haven't been following the royal wedding because I'm I'm hugely anti the monarchy, <laughs> and uh, I had me. no idea about how much it costs. Yeah. 32 million. So I was like, thank God we've got a comedian who is about to answer that. And his answer was. I'm sure the Queen chips in a bit.
2: Yes. Now that man and his daughter have like won comedy awards for doing that. It's a uh-huh. sort of it child talking about things. Do they always
1: um, really support the the status quo? I think
2: mainly they. Possibly right. they do. Right. No, I don't think so. I think. But, but what happened was, I've heard, I've heard bits that he's done before with the daughter, and it's quite funny. It's about the news and everything else. But I, so I was thinking, oh, I know this guy. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard this guy before. And the daughter's usually not subversive, but she just awkward questions. Yeah, she she was but good. Clear performer. The one. Wonder- They've gone to him, would you want to be on the one show? And he's gone, yeah, we'll do this. And they've gone, no, you won't. No, you'll do the one show's agenda of loving the royal family. That's what's happened. There. She
1: had a thing where she said at the end, and obviously I say she said, he wrote a line that yeah. she, she repeated. The line was, I could never marry a prince. And he said, why? And she said, because I could never leave my pals in Glasgow and we don't go to the same nursery school. And that's how it ended. And I thought... It would have been nice after this quite twee section to go, I could never marry a prince, and he'd have said why, and she'd have said, because I am fundamentally opposed to a hierarchical system that rewards parasitical behaviour by a chosen family who, in other countries, would have been shot over 80 years ago. And the one show producer went, we hear that. Why don't we do something about yeah. I don't
2: <laughs> want to miss me pals at the primary school. Did you know there was an episode where they, this was I think on Tuesday, where they, they, some, they, they've that they uncovered a sarcophagus yes. in yeah. in Southwark during uh, it's a building works and, and so they had a, a piece about this sarcophagus going to the British Museum and, and what was found in it and all the rest of it.
6: Archaeologists thought it might be a Roman sarcophagus, a burial tomb. But beyond that they knew very little. Why was this sarcophagus here? Just how old was it and who was inside?
2: It was one of those awkward one-show moments, which I really liked, where they were talking about it. And it came out of the film, and they they found out, which is amazing, that within the sarcophagus, there's a woman found in there. They'd got bones and all the rest of it. And yeah. they came out, and, and it sort of ended by going, she was clearly buried with, with a child, but we don't know whether it was her child. Or we haven't got that far. Again. Anyway, this this is going to be on show at this museum thing. And basically, they ended by saying, there's a woman and a child buried together, dead. And then it cut back and Alex said, that was brilliant, wasn't it?
6: <laughs> <laughs> we now have a good idea of who was buried here, an important woman and a child. We can't yet say for sure they were related, but they will both share the same final resting place here in the Museum of London.
5: Oh, thank you, Natasha. That was brilliant, That's wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Oh, so a so dead like, woman sh- and a child. They showed some of the bones and the voiceover said, this is the first time these bones have ever been seen. And, yeah, because we bury the dead. That's what we do. We we don't need them back. We bury them and then we leave them there. So anyone, pretty much, who's been buried, we've not seen their bones. The, the, The big discovery in this piece as well was they said there's a Roman sarcophagus, what's inside? And it turned out to be a dead Roman. Yeah. Well, well wow. holy fucking shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I do like when she was 35 years old. I like to imagine someone in Hollywood was like, what a fucking old bitch.
2: <laughs> we need to uh, ask a question which we always ask our guests. Uh-huh. John, as you know, on podcasts with other programs such as The Walking Dead, they yeah. discuss the, the death of cast members. Yeah. Now, no one ordinarily dies during the one show, but yeah. if they were to, guest or presenter, uh, who
4: would you like to see die uh, and how? If it was this week, yeah. Sheila Hancock. Good. Being run over by a bus in Sussex. <laughs> whilst in the middle of talking about John Thor. Uh, the, do you know what? There wasn't much
2: one show. Two were there cancelled. Wasn't. One for the Bloody Flower show. Yeah. Uh, and another one for the
1: Royal the Wedding. The Royal Wedding. Fucking <laughs> Michael Caine. A Michael yeah. Caine special. talking about that bastards. next week. I, I would say, in all the weeks we've been watching the one show, the Michael Caine special is the first thing I've thought, oh. That doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Mm. And next week, we'll get onto to it.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. No, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you very much indeed. Uh, that was the The One Show show discussing, um, well, The One Show. and uh, <sighs> And remember, when you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show also looks back into you. <laughs> Goodbye.
3: Three. A podcast presented by me, Joel Morris And me, Jason Hazley, In which we talk to people who make comedy About the films, and TV, and books, records, and comics And people that make them laugh
6: not want people having a go at Martin, <laughs> even though she can. And that's true of... I mean, most of my friends are idiots, but they're my friends. Yeah.
3: They're... I never really understood what Hans Soler did for a job.
6: <laughs> you don't need to know anything more than, like, he's just sobbing <laughs> while Desperate. being punched in the balls.
3: They were just trying to make each other laugh in the office. You have to show a certain amount of contempt for your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own jokes, in the morning, you lazy bastard. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Rule of Three Pod. Rule of Three available now from all good EA. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.